Welcome to Nathan Out Loud. I'm your host, Nathan Trainer. In this episode of Nathan Out Loud, you will hear my conversation with straight ally and marriage equality activist Jane Wishin. You will also hear a song by J.R. Seno from his recently released album, From the Ashes. I'll also provide an update on recent developments within the LGBT community. First, I had the opportunity to speak with Jane Wishin. Jane is a member of the Restore Equality 2010 Interim Administrative Group. The Restore Equality 2010 campaign is working to repeal the anti-marriage Proposition 8 in California. Since our conversation, there have been several developments. The language has been submitted to the California Secretary of State. RestoreEquality2010.com is live with volunteer opportunities, donation information, and the latest on the ballot initiative. And Restore Equality 2010 has launched the Million for a Million fundraising campaign which was organized by Yes on Equality and TruthandHope.org in collaboration with Restore Equality 2010. The goal of the Million for a Million campaign is to raise the million dollars necessary to fund getting the more than one million signatures needed to place marriage equality back on the ballot. For more information, go to RestoreEquality2010.com. Now, here's my interview with Restore Equality 2010 IAG board member Jane Wishin. Joining me today on Nathan Out Loud is Jane Wishin. Jane is a straight mother of three who's been married for 33 years, and she actively campaigned for the No on Prop 8 and started a cause for straight allies on Facebook. She also volunteers for AIDS Project LA and Twitters at Jane Wishin. Thank you so much for being with me today, Jane. Uh, It's a real honor to be here, Nathan. Now, you are very actively involved in the campaign to get the repeal for uh, Prop 8 back on the ballot uh, in 2010. Um, Tell us a little bit about where that stands and how it's progressing. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm actually part of what we're calling the Interim Administration Group. Um, We met as a statewide uh, allied and LGBT community um, on multiple times, I guess, in August and September. The most recent one was um, right at the end of August. Uh, We met in San Francisco, and at that point, we wanted to try to get the beginnings of the organization that will be necessary to get a ballot measure um, put on in in November of 2010. And for those of you who may not be really familiar with the California initiative process, uh, we have to get quite a number of signatures, and they have to be uh, registered voters. So we're estimating, in order to allow for those signatures that are not valid, we estimating we have to get 1.1 million signatures in the wow. 150 days that the Secretary of State will allow us once we have language that we've submitted to the Secretary of State back. Um, and so there's quite a bit of organization that has to take place now before the language even gets submitted so that we have people, you know, organized and ready to go and trained and everything else in how to do this. So um, we met in San Francisco on, on August 29th, and we did two things as a group. And one was to select 11 people to become an interim, notice interim, administrative group, um, and I'm part of that. And we also selected sort of the uh, bones of an organizational structure to try to get people all over the state of California involved in a very hands-on way 
so that we don't make the same kinds of mistakes that, you know, many of us acknowledge were made in the No on 8 campaign. So we Mm -hmm. want everybody involved, everyone to have a say. We're not all going to agree, but we want people to be energized and feel involved because, you know, it's their rights we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So as part of this committee, um, is it, is, is the interim uh, group drawing up the language and doing the organizing and doing all of that, or are there different committees doing different aspects of the, of the campaign? Okay. Well, basically um, there are two groups that, that are not actually part of this. We call it the IAG for short. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine. <laughs> um, okay. The IAG is, um, is charged with and tasked with getting this organizational scheme of, of organizing the grassroots, getting that rolling. Also, I've been, I set us up as a, what's called an initiative, recipient committee for an initiative, a ballot initiative, which is, I guess, sort of the, you know, in every, most people's minds, the equivalent of a PAC, um, but it, it's the legal uh, process for um, a tax-free, uh, not, a, not a charitable organization, mm-hmm. but a tax-free organization to support an initiative. So I filed the 410 and got the bank account and, you know, set us up in those kinds of, of structural things. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there are two pe- two groups of people who are working on the actual language. And uh, one is a, um, a group of organizations have put together some language that they, in fact, as I understand it, are going to be submitting on pretty much the first, the last date that they can can be submitted to the Secretary of State in order to give us the full length of time, the 150 days. It's all this this whole timeline. Mm-hmm. Thing, so it's like clockwork. That date, yada yada yada. So um, they're going to be submitting language probably on Friday. Um, oh wow! Of this coming week, and that would be the the date recommended by the Secretary of State in order to get the full length of time to gather signatures for a November ballot initiative. Meanwhile, and that group, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a number of groups that have come together, spearheaded by a, a Los Angeles um, a group that's called Love, Honor, Cherish. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've, been, they've been sort of, you know, they've been really working on this repeal ever since the day after the election. So they they have been very um, very dedicated to this, and they have language that they've vetted legally, and uh, they want to make sure that we've got something in place so that we've got the most uh, time to gather signatures. Meanwhile, Courage Campaign, who is um, a, a major player also in in California, uh, is has undertaken a research project to look at messaging and also to look at language for the ballot. So they're testing the language that Love, Honor, Cherish and uh, that group uh, will be submitting. And they're also looking at, you know, is that really the best language? And they're doing a massive research campaign, a massive research project in order to be sure that whatever is finally chosen uh, for signature gathering will be the absolute best language, uh, airtight, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is, alleviates concerns that, of course, the opposition will try to plant in people's minds mm-hmm. and, and all that. So um, the IAG is supporting that, that complete package. We, 
will be perhaps part of the decision-making on which set of language will actually be taken out to gather signatures. But um, right now we know that these are two very accomplished groups of people who are doing the very best they can so that we have the, the maximum effective language when we, we do go out and collect signatures. Yeah, and it sounds like that signature gathering, I mean, only 150 days to collect over a million signatures is going to be you know, quite an undertaking. Um, what, what, is, what is the time frame that that, that is uh, allotted for? Well, um, once you submit the ballot language to the Secretary of State, it takes them a month to six weeks to come back to you with the official designations, the official description, et cetera, mm-hmm. and you have to have that before you can start gathering signatures. In other words, you have to know it's Proposition X, yep. you know, and that this is its official title before you can start to, to gather signatures. Okay. Um, so uh, we won't know until we get it back, exactly, mm-hmm. or whether until Courage Campaign's research project is due to be completed mid-October. And so by then, we'll know whether the language that the Love, Honor, Cherish group has submitted, whether that's really the best language. And mm-hmm. therefore, we, we're going to jump on it as soon as, as we get it back from the Secretary of State the first or second week of November, or whether we're going to have to fine-tune and submit different language that would put the signature gathering off for a, 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 until December. Okay. Um, so again, that's why we're going, getting everybody organized now. Of course, we'll be doing the inevitable fundraising, mm-hmm. and um, because it takes money to make copies of all those, you know, ballot um, uh, petitions and all oh, that. Oh yeah. Uh, also, you know, there are people ra- raising money to help pay for this research because right now, Courage Campaign is mostly fronting it on their own, and and um, and and there are other groups that are going to be. I'm. I, as I understand it, kicking some money in or trying to raise money to help cover that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly it's helping all the volunteers to understand how vitally important it is that they follow the procedures rigidly right. when they collect signatures. Um, because, you know, that's that's the reason you have... We only need some less than 700,000 signatures that are valid. Uh-huh. The reason we say 1.1 million is because... You know, uh, people wrote down the wrong address. It's not legible. Somebody put it on. You can only have, you know, only, say, Los Angeles County signatures can be on one page or Mm -hmm. whatever. You know, you can't have mixed counties on page. There are just so many little mistakes that you can make that can invalidate your whole page. Okay. So um, getting, getting volunteers early, helping them, helping getting them trained, in you know, and how important this is, um, and then we may have to go to paid signature gathering for some of it, um, and that's just a fact of life these yeah. days in, in initiatives. Are there requirements for the signature gatherers? Like, do they have to be registered in California or you know things like yeah. that? I mean, if so, if somebody wanted to come from out of state and volunteer, uh, they wouldn't be able to. Gather signatures. Okay. There will be plenty of other opportunities to volunteer from out of state, um, mm-hmm. just as there are in Maine right now. And, and in fact, many of our volunteers are going to be going to Maine to help there because, you know, it's the same people who are who are trying to take away marriage there yeah. in Maine. That that you know they're using the same tactics that were used in Prop Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
so there's a need for money and volunteers there right now and that's something that you know anybody who is um, who is a marriage equality advocate that is an important uh, fight right now and they you can definitely have an impact there yeah it really... uh, we're doing phone banking domain right now you know and when the time comes we will be happy to have other places phone bank to us because mm-hmm. uh, we're all in this together, and we we need to make it a reality for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And the main proposition is coming up in November. Um, it's uh, the for that website, it's mainfreedomtomarry.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and you can pledge there. Also, get information on phone banking and and volunteering. Um, that is going to be a, a a very big opportunity for us to really show that that the lies and and distortions of the right aren't going to win out any longer. So uh, the polling is very positive there. It's an incredibly close race, but um, it, it definitely going to be one to watch and, and an opportunity for all of us to, to work across the country to make sure that that proposition is defeated. So thank you for bringing that up, Jane. Sure. Um, in fact, they, I believe they have finally found an ad that is an effective counter to one of the, distortions we'll say that the other side uses about teaching about being gay in in school Mm -hmm. Um, and they came up with a really great ad i i think i hope will be effective um as far as helping out excuse me here in california as i said we're getting all the structure together now uh and we do have a website up now it's restoreequality2010.com and we We'll soon have fundraising up there. Uh, we have, uh, you can get on our email list. Mm-hmm. As, you know, we only got appointed like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, I keep thinking, oh, we haven't done this yet. We haven't done that. Well, we only got appointed three weeks yeah. ago. So, um, I, I ask that your, your listeners bear with us a little bit. We will oh, get fundraising links up. I had to get, you know, I had to get officially designated by the Secretary of State before we could get a bank account we had to get an irs number you know all that mm-hmm. kind of thing yep. uh right now you know the the official um telephone number for the campaign is like one of our cell phones oh, wow. so <laughs> we are getting there um but we're trying so far we've not spent a dime except for getting an address and mm-hmm. that's because we're trying to be really efficient about making sure that any any money that's spent and any money that's raised is going to go directly to the cause, either initially to research or to the signature gathering and then later to the greater campaign. And I have to tell your listeners that there are some really, really important uh, political strategists who you don't necessarily hear about right now because let's just say that they're, you know, the press has pretty much all been that we should wait, and that's because of a, a campaign by certain groups that want us to wait. Well, the, uh, there's some huge political strategists who are definitely on for 2010, and those names will be coming out in the next few weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, there are people already thinking campaign, campaign committee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the research is just, you know, knock your socks off, great for 2010. That's um, great. And I know, as a straight person, I do want to say this to your listeners. <clears throat> Sorry. As a straight person, I think it's, if, if indeed 
the fight for marriage equality is a civil right. And if this is indeed important to the community, then I believe that the worst thing that the community could do would be to say, oh, no, it's okay, we can wait. Because Mm -hmm. that says to the straight community, oh, okay, well, it's not really a civil right. It's not really that important. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, the idea that, um, that if you just, if you could see the energy, feel the energy, see the people who are coming out for these meetings and how excited they are and electing regional representatives so that, you know, we'll have this sort of, this advisory panel for the campaign that's based on the grassroots, etc. I mean, these people are energized and excited and are going forward. The momentum is with us here in California. And um, it's it's going to be it's going to be great, really. And I know the ops are going to come at us, and they're going to, you know, claim the same things they always claim. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, the, there are some really very very smart strategists who are involved now who are, you know, it's not it's not any surprise what the ops are going to throw at us. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're working up the strategies now to make sure that that's. Um, that, that we have answers for that and that we act quickly if a lie goes out on an ad. Yeah. Uh, and things that people will be able to do, even though you can't actually collect signatures, but we are doing canvassing almost every weekend here in, in Los Angeles and in some, uh, some of the parts of the state. So people can come in from out of state if they, if they'd like once, you know, the main, once they're not necessarily as needed in Maine. But, mm-hmm. Um, and and walk um, walk neighborhoods with us, and we have a very active and involved group of people who are going out there and having those one-on-one conversations with people in neighborhoods that voted predominantly for Prop 8, mm-hmm. and saying you know, showing them that they're not scary and and trying to explain what it really means, and uh, and they are changing people's minds and they are changing people's hearts, and that's what we really want. That's great. And I, I mean, just from speaking with, you know, people that I, I know in California, um, there's been a lot of sentiment to people that felt they were duped into voting for Prop 8. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and definitely. you know, the, the lies were just horrendous. And so I think that there, you know, that, as you mentioned, you know, kind of sets us up for, uh, you know, positive things in, in 2010, uh, while it's fresh in people's minds, while we're still, uh, you know, active and engaged and, and out at the forefront. So Jane, your work is amazing. I, I, you know, just sit in awe of all of the work that you're doing and, and the whole committee that you're working with. Um, I wish I could be there to, <laughs> to do more. Um, it's a, a very personal thing for me as well. Um, kind of growing up in California and having family in California. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate what you're doing and can't thank you enough and can't thank you enough for the time that you took this morning to speak with us. Oh, absolutely. Anytime I can, I can, uh, you know, talk about it. Obviously I, I feel passionately about this, so I'm happy to talk about it anytime you'd like to talk. Yeah. We will get regular updates on the campaign. And again, tell us the website, Jane. It's restore equality 2010, all one word. Great. And I will put that on NathanOutloud.com and uh, keep regular updates posted on there, uh, as well as set up a fundraising page once that comes up. So again, thank you, Jane. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Great. Thank you.
In this episode of Nathan Out Loud, we are featuring recording artist Jay Arseno. Jay began his career as a singer in a church choir and musical theater in his native Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He is a passionate, true artist with emotional expression. He is a writer, a producer, a performer. Jay also enjoys collaborating with other artists to meld unique tastes in sound and texture, and over the past year he has worked with hit producers iRock and Radio toward the ending result, From the Ashes. Jay's new single, Take It From The Ashes, comes off his new album titled From The Ashes, which was released in March. You can easily identify with this new single. It applies to everyone, although Jay admittedly states that it may be somewhat autobiographical. It draws on the legend of the Phoenix, in that it is about starting over, a rebirth, a trial through fire where you come out on the other side with a fresh start. The mission statement of the single is simple. No matter what you go through in life, you can always pick yourself up, gather all the pieces together, and keep moving forward. If you would like to find out more information about Jay Arsino, check out myspace.com slash From the Ashes by Jay Arsino, here is Take It From the Ashes on Nathan Out Loud. Back in high school, I never stood out A Baton Rouge kid, another face in the crowd I had big dreams to be a rock star I tell myself someday they'll know who you are Cause everybody's gotta start somewhere And if you strike the match, then someday you'll get there Yeah, Cause from the ashes you can start again I changed my name and made some brand new brands Someday I know they will remember me And wonder how my life came to be Yeah To the present day, flying back and forth from H down to LA. Now I'm more than just a face in your crowd. A radio revolution with a new J sound. Cause everybody has to start somewhere. Where just strike the match and someday you'll get there. Yeah. Cause from the ashes you can start again. Change your name and make some brand new brands. Someday I know they will remember you And wonder how they can get there too Yeah
Welcome back to Nathan Out Loud. I'm your host, Nathan Trainer. Since the last episode, there have been several developments that affect the lives of LGBT people across the country. First, our biggest win. Just days after the 11th anniversary of Matthew Shepard's death, the Matthew Shepard James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act was passed by both Congress and the Senate and signed into law by President Obama. This long overdue piece of legislation expands protections to people who are victims of violence which is perpetuated by their sexual orientation or gender identity. This is the first of many legislative priorities for our community and just the beginning of what we will be working on until full equality is achieved. The next major piece of legislation that has been introduced on the federal level is the Employment Non-Discrimination Act. For the first time ever, a member of the current administration has testified in both Congress and in Senate in favor of a fully inclusive ENDA. Although it doesn't appear that it will go to a vote in the Senate until early next year, it is imperative that our representatives and senators hear from us on this vital piece of legislation. The Human Rights Campaign has set up PassEndaNow.com for the latest on ENDA. Also, you can contact your representatives by clicking the link on that site. Additional legislation that has been passed and signed into law by the President includes the reauthorization of the Ryan White Care Act. At the signing of this bill, President Obama announced plans to remove the ban on travel and immigration to the U.S. by individuals with HIV. President Obama called the 22-year ban a decision rooted in fear rather than fact. Just last week, there were several key votes across the country, including a citizen's veto of the marriage equality bill that was passed by the Maine legislature and signed into law by their governor. Unfortunately, the lies won out again, and marriage equality has been set back in Maine. Although the No on One campaign ran a flawless campaign and truly shed light not only on the lies being told by the opposition, but also by showing our families and what they really look like. Their moving ads and stories throughout the campaign brought to the forefront that this isn't about gay or straight. It is about our families and being able to marry and be with the person we love. The battle for marriage equality in Maine is far from over, and there are many dedicated to seeing this fight through. Although the Maine vote kind of overshadowed other key votes across the country, there was a lot of good news for the LGBT community coming out of this election day. In Kalamazoo, Michigan, an ordinance was upheld by the voters which ensures fairness and equal treatment. One Kalamazoo ran a great campaign to ensure a fully inclusive non-discrimination ordinance was upheld. In Washington State, the Yes on 71 campaign pulled out a major victory by ensuring that the state's domestic partnership law was upheld by the voters. Maine's Everything But Marriage Law provides domestic partners the same rights, benefits, and recognitions provided by the state. And finally, the Victory Fund announced that on Election Day, of the 79 LGBT Victory Fund-endorsed candidates on the ballot across the country, 49 won their elections. Six are still undetermined. Some of the highlights include Anise Parker advanced to a runoff election to become the next mayor of Houston. Charles Pugh became Detroit's first openly gay city council member after finishing first among 18 candidates for nine at-large seats. Placing first also means Pugh will become city council president. Steve Cornell won his race for the St. Petersburg, Florida City Council, becoming the first openly LGBT candidate to do so. Sandra Kurt overcame anti-gay attacks to become the first openly LGBT member of the Akron, Ohio City Council. Simone Bell advanced to a runoff in her election for the Georgia State House of Representatives. Bell will become the country's first openly lesbian African-American state legislator if she wins the runoff election. 
Eric Reisnick won a seat on the Canton, Ohio School Board, and Mark Kleinschmidt was elected mayor of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. As you can tell, it's been a busy couple of months for the LGBT community. We have momentum and an incredible passion within our community and with our allies, so now is not the time to let up. Get involved, as 2010 is going to provide us a huge opportunity to work and move our community forward. Let's not let this pass by. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nathan Out Loud. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please feel free to contact me at comments at nathanoutloud.com. You can also call the Nathan Out Loud comment line at 209-202-3688. That's 209-20-B-OUT. For more information on everything discussed on this episode or to find past episodes, visit nathanoutloud.com. A big thank you to Jane Wishin for taking the time to speak with us and to Jay Arsino for sharing his music. And of course, thank you, Patrick, for putting this all together. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, come out, be out, live out loud. We'll talk to you soon on Nathan Out Loud. <laughs>